Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daphne Nundal and Amr Aleph. The Gemara is trying to figure out exactly what the case is of the Mishnah when it says that if the Chassan, if the, the Yabam, the Yavama, do Yibam in a state of Oynas, what exactly is the case? How do you have Oynas? Because every time there's a Kisha of the Ever, any time there's an erection of the Ever, it's considered Midas. So how is the case of Oynas? So the Gemara says, Ela Kigain, we are... Three lines in the last two words. The cases where the Yavam intended to live with his wife. So he had a Kishoy thinking he was going to live with his wife. And then the Yavama jumped on him. So that's a case where it was mamish like rape. So there's there's Kishoy. So he had in mind to live, but not with her. So that's considered Inus. Okay. Now, the Gemara says, that's a case where he had oinus, where he was he was raped. What's the case where both are raped, the, the Yavam and the Yavam? Says, the case is again, where the Yavam intended to live with his wife. So he had a Kishi Yever, think he was going to live with his wife. And then Goyim, uh, you know, forced them to live together. So because the Goyim forced them to live together, that's a case of both having oinus. Fine. Now, the Mishnah said that Yibum can be accomplished both Ba'inis, Rotsin, Shagig, Mezid. What's the source? So, Menon Emili, the Tanarabot, and the Brisa teaches, Yavama Yavayaleha. The Pasuk says that you should do Yibum, Mitzvah, meaning there's a Mitzvah to do Yibum over Chalitza. Yibum is preferred. And that's learned out from Yavama Yavayaleha. Dovarach, another Pshat, Yavama Yavayaleha, Baby Shagig, Baby Ezin, Rotsin, Yavama Yavayaleha means you live with your, the yibum, you do Yibum, however you do it, Shagig, Mezid, Oinis, Rotsin, it's all Yaitza. Now the problem is we're learning out two halachas from the same words. Yivami Yavaleha tells us to do yibam over chalitza, and then Yivami Yavaleha teaches us that you should do uh, that. Yoytze if it's shaking mezid oynis rotsin. So how do you, how do you uh, how do you reconcile those two? Ha'fikse lemitzvah. But didn't you already use those words to teach you that yibam is preferred over chalitza? So the answer is lemitzvah mim liachvitz ish nafka. The answer is we learn out that yibam is preferred over chalitza from the other words from im liachvitz ish. The pasuk says that if he does not want to do yibam, then he does chalitza. Hachafitz yavam meaning so the implication of the pasuk is that you only do chalitza when it's when you're not interested in doing yibam, but yibam is the preferred method. That's learned out from Yavam Chafatz, and therefore the words Yavam Yavayaleha is to teach you to teach you the other halacha. Tani Idach, the Brisa teaches Yavam Yavayaleha, a different drasha from these words Yavam Yavayaleha, Kedarka. Yavam Yavayaleha teaches you that your Yaitza, if you live with her Kedarka in the natural way, Lacha, the word Lacha. Lekacha teaches you shalai kedarka the yoytz even if it's shalai kedarka the yibam then the pasuk says and perform yibam be a gemeris bav in kesef shtar gemeris that you're only yoytz by living with her not by giving kesef and shtar kesef and shtar are not a biblical form of yibam only relations v'yivma the extra hey teaches you balkarcha that even if it's against her will fine now the problem is you have yivama yavayaleha teaches you kedarka. But the problem is, we already got finished saying Yivami Avalea teaches you Bei Meshagin, Bei Meizid, Bei Ma'inis, Bei Ratzin. So, how do you learn out both things from the same words? Davrach, Yivami Avalea, Bei Meshagin, Apiktel Kedarka. So, how do you, so the words Yivami Avalea teach you two things. They teach you Shagin, Ainis, Meizid, Ratzin, and Kedarka. So, how do they teach you both? So, the answer is, Ha'hum Elohakim Lachiv Shem Nafka. The truth is, 
Kedarka is not learned out from Yavama Yavayelah. It's learned out from Lahakim Lachim Shem. The Pasuk says that the purpose of Yibam is to establish a name for the brothers that they could have a child. The Makim Shemakim Shem, it implies that, it, that you're Yotza if you have the type of relations that will produce a child. So Yavama Yavayelah is to teach you Bein Beshaigin, Bein Bein Ba'inis, Bein Baratzin. Where do you learn out that you're Yotza Kedarka? That's from Lahakim Lachim Shem. Chiyasakrab, Bein Beshaigin, Bein Baratzin. Okay. We had this before. If a person's sleeping and um, he has a kishayever and the Yavama lives with him while he's sleeping, you're not bia Because you have to have the intention to live with her, which obviously you have no intention when you're sleeping. But doesn't the Brisa teach that Yibam can be affected whether he is awake or asleep? So you see that he, he could be asleep. The Brisa, the Gemara says, amend the Brisa, that it's not when he's asleep, because you're not Yotza when he's asleep, it's rather when she is asleep, because you're Yotza even against her will. So even if she's sleeping, you'd be Yotza. But the Brisa says, you're Yotza whether he is sleeping or whether she is sleeping. So the Gemara says, so basically we have a contradiction. One Brisa says, you're not Yotza if you live with her when, if she lives with him when he's sleeping. The other Brisa says, you are. So what's the answer? The answer is been misnamnim. The case is, if you're fully asleep, you're not yaitza. I it says you're yaitza if you're asleep. It means misnamne, it means you're dozing off. Your, your head is bobbing up and down. So you're awake, but you're not awake. That's when you're yaitza. Hey, chidam, misnamne, famous Gemara. What's the case of misnamne? What does it mean, dozing? You're asleep, but not asleep. You're awake, but not awake. The karlevani, if people call him, he responds. But he cannot respond in a, in a coherent way. But he'll remember what he said. Okay. Rabba said yesterday's daf nofam in agag v'nitka. If a person has kishayever and he falls off the roof and he lands, and and the, the landing leads, you know, his mamish in active uh, relations with a woman, chayv barber devarim. He's chayv for four things. He's chayv for nezek tsar ripoy and sheves, which are four of the five uh, monetary uh, payments that you give to someone that you damage. But you're not obligated for boishus. And you would not be yoytze yibum in such a way. Now, Nezah, what do you chayiv? Nezah tzar sheves the ripoy. Av abayishus let me chayiv. You don't have to pay for humiliation. Why? You only pay for abayishus if you intend to injure someone. If the injury is unintentional, which is in this case, you're not chayiv for abayishus. Amarava nischavin latiach bekaisel. If a person has a kishayever and he intends just to lean against the wall, he doesn't intend. To, to, to have relations and instead he slips whatever and he somehow loses the woman like Connor, you're not Yaisa because you didn't intend to have relations. But if he intended to live with an animal, and instead he uh, slipped and, and he fell and, and he lived with a with a Yivama, because your intention was to have relations. Maybe not with maybe with an animal. Now it's not with an animal, but at least your intention to have relations was there. Um, the Bryce, the Mishnah said Hama'ara, which means if you begin the act of relations, you put the beginning of the Aver in, you are Yoitza, and you're Chayiv for punishments if you do this with a Erva. Amr Ula, Rab how do I know that that act of the beginning of the act of relation, I mean, not putting in the entire Aver, just the top of the Aver, is enough to be Chayiv when it comes to Arayas? Shanamar, because the Pasuk says. The Pasuk is describing living with a nida. It says, if you live with a nida, 
The Pasuk says the Lashon of Haroa. Haroa means the beginning of the Ever. So you see by Nida, you're Chayiv even for Haroa. Now, so we have a source for Nida. Now, we don't have a source for other Arayas. So now we're going to see for the next little bit, see of what we can learn out. So we have a source for Nida. Shar Arayas Minayan. How do I know that the stringency applies to other Arayas as well? You say, okay, so learn it out from Nida. The problem with is Nida is not comparable to the other Arayas because Nida is the only erva that after the relations, you're tummy. Right? If you live with an erva, you're tummy. As opposed to, if you live with a Nida, you're tummy. As opposed to an erva, you're not tummy. So, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good, um, it's not a good source, so we, we can't learn out from Nida, so we need another source that Hara, the beginning of, of Bia, is considered a Maisa Bia to be Bechayiv. So what's the source? It's learned out from Eshesach, your brother's wife, your sister-in-law. The Pasuk says that if you live with your sister-in-law, she's a Nida. So what do you mean she's a Nida? What do you mean she's a Nida? She's not always a Nida. It means that we treat that ara- that erva, that, that relation, like a Nida. Ma Nida bara, just like Nida, Yechayiv, even for Hamaisa Bara, which is the beginning of Bia. So we have Nida because the Nida, the Pasuk explicitly states, states the Lashon of Hara. And now we found the source by Eshesach. So we learned it out from Eshesach. So Arayas learned it out from Eshesach. The problem is, Mala Eshesach can be Yadolarabas. The problem is, Eshesach is an erva that's not by blood, it's through marriage. The boy Makadish Vazakialfa, you could have how many sister in laws you could have? Uh, as many as your, your brother is Makadish, a thousand women. So it's, it's through marriage. So therefore, how do you compare that to Arayas that are through blood, that are set in stone? That you can't uh, you can't uh, um, change. I mean, basically, Eishasach is not through blood, so that doesn't help. So, how do you learn out the arayas that are through blood? So, the Gemara says, okay, so we have Nida, we have Eishasach, but you have another third one. Your father's sister and your mother's sister, your aunt. Now, your aunt is through blood, and you see the lashon of Hara regarding an aunt. The lashon Hara. So, you see Hara by an aunt. So, we learn out from an aunt. The problem is, you can't just learn everything from an ant because an ant is blood. So, how do you learn that? How do you compare arayas that are through marriage? Meaning, nida is a problem. So, you learn out from your sister in law. The problem with sister in law is that that's through, ma- that's through marriage, it's not through blood. So, you don't learn out the ones that are through blood. And the problem is to learn out from your aunt that's blood and not marriage. So half arayas are blood, half arayas are marriage. So you can't learn anything out from specifically anything. So it's a problem. You can't learn all the arayas from one because one's just blood and not marriage. You can't learn from the other because that's just marriage and not blood. So what's the problem? So what do you do? So the Gemara says, so obviously you can't learn out all arayas from one of them. Not from Nida, not from sister-in-law, and not from uh, aunt. Let's learn out all the arayas from two of them. Let's take two. And learn out from two of them. Which two? Ma'u which two? Taisi Let's go from aunt and sister-in-law. That the aunt and sister-in-law, uh, the beginning of the relations is considered a relations in Allah, so to all our eyes. The problem is, The problem is, your aunt and your sister-in-law are all usher, you're at least related to them. What about an Ashish, uh, a married woman? A married woman is an erva that is, you're not related to at all. So you can't learn out from sister-in-law and aunt because those are all relatives to you. How do you apply that to an Eishasish that you're not related to? 
So, okay. Tesi min nida So learn out from nida and your aunt. Because in nida, you're not related to it. Nida is every woman. The problem is, malin hanach shekin iser habam The problem is, iser of an aunt and a nida is not through marriage. It's automatic. Anid is just biological, and your aunt is through blood. So how do you compare that to Arayas that are through marriage, where the Isser is sort of created through action? Okay, you're right. So Let's go with Nida and your sister-in-law. To my parchas, what's the problem? So the Gemara says, this is also a problem. So you're learning out all Arayas from Anida and your sister-in-law. The problem is, The problem is, you can't learn out all the Arayas from Anida and your sister-in-law. Why? What makes your sister? What makes your nida aser? The blood. What makes the sister-in-law aser? Your 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 brother. The problem is both those arayas are not. There's no heter. There's no way to release the iser while the the cause of the iser is still around. Meaning, let's say, what's the cause of the iser by blood? By nida. Blood. As long as she sees blood, there's no heter. Same thing with your sister-in-law. What makes your sister-in-law aser? Your brother. As long as your brother's alive, there's no way to release it. But Aishas Ish, what makes her also the fact that she's married? She can get divorced. So you can't apply Aishas Ish to those two, because those two, there is no way to release the Isser, Bishas Isser. Aishas Ish, there is a way to release the Isser, Bishas Isser. She's married, and there's a way to release that. So it's not comparable. So the Gemara just quickly points it out. The wording is a little bit strange. You're telling me that Nida and your sister-in-law, there's no way to release it. Because what's the cause? The cause of the Nida is the blood. That's not really true. And what's the cause of the Isra of your sister-in-law, your brother? It's also not really true. The, the, by blo- Nida, the cause is not really the blood. It's, it's time also. Because let's say she stops seeing blood Monday morning at 9 o'clock. She can't go into the mikvah then. There's still time. So what's actually what makes her usher is not the blood, it's actually time. Same thing with your sister-in-law. What makes your sister-in-law usher is not your brother, it's actually having children, because if your brother dies with children, she still remains usher. If your brother dies without children, that's evil. So it's not exactly contingent on the brother, it's other factors as well. Amrle Ravacha Medifta Ravina, the Gemara just has a quick point with the language. Um, he agrees primarily that you can't learn it out. He's just saying that the language is a little bit schwer. You're telling me that the problem is only because of uh, neither because of the blood and because the the, the brother. That's not true. Nida, go to the next page. Nida, the problem is days, and there's no way to release it in days. And it, it, when you have the the day is an issue, it's not the blood. And Aisha Sachbabadan tell you, Milsa. So, therefore, he's going to restate the problem of why we can't learn out all our eyes from a combination of Nida and your sister in law. El Parachachi. Mala Nida of Aisha Sachshakin ain't Oysen Matirin. Time Aisha Sisha Oysen Matirin. The main difference is what makes a Nida Usser, the item that makes her Usser, does not release her from the Hatter. Meaning, what releases a Nida? Mikvah. What makes her Usser? blood, time, whatever you want to say, but they're not the same. What makes your sister-in-law usher, your brother, or his children, what makes her mother, um, the death without children, it's not the same. What makes a married woman usher? Her husband. What makes her mother? Her husband, because he divorces her. It's in the hands of one, the one that makes it usher, it's in his hands to make a mother. That's unique. So you can't learn that out from Nida and Eshesach. So you can't learn Eshesach out from that. Therefore, we're back to the original problem, which is, the fact that we have three sources of Arayas, that Hara, the beginning of an Erva, the beginning of Bia, is enough to make Chayiv, 
we don't, we're not able to learn out other rayas from it. So the Gemara says, El Amr Huna of Yeshua, Amr Kra, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says all the Arayas are like a Nida. The answer is we learn at all Arayas from a Nida. So just like a Nida, the beginning of the Erva is enough to make it us, so to all Arayas. Okay. Maybe basically the one Pasuk puts all the Arayas in one category, so therefore once one Erva has a Halach, it applies to all of them. Now, so, therefore, it says, therefore, we learn it out from Nida. Now, if you remember, we said that there are three sources for Hara. One is Nida. One is that your um, your sister-in-law is called a Nida. So those, and your aunt also has the Lashon of Hara. So, we think, the answer is, we learn it all out from Nida. So, now, those two are extra. Right? We have the word Nida by your sister-in-law, which is now extra. And we have the word Hara by your aunt, which is also extra. So, now we have to just try to figure out what we do with that. Now that we learn everything out from a nida, the word nida by your, your sister-in-law is now extra. So what does it teach you? The answer is Kidder Avhuna. It's used for Avhuna. Dhamma Avhuna. Remez Livamina Terminine. How do I know what's the illusion? What's the remez to Yibum in the Torah? So the Gemara says, Remez? Haksib Yahomi Allah. There's all parsha of Yibum. Ella Remez Livamasha Surbachai Bailuminine. The Gemara wants to know, no, no. We want to know. Of course, there's a source for Yibum. We want to know. How do I know that you can't marry your sister-in-law when your brother divorces her, right? What's the one time you're allowed to do yibum is when the husband, brother dies. What if the brother divorces her? There's no yibum. How do I know that? How do I know there's no yibum when the brother divorces her when he's still alive? The Gemara says, Hai svarahu, isn't it just a svarah? The fact that yibum is after he dies, doesn't that kind of apply that when he's alive and just divorced, there is no yibum? So you don't really need a pasuk. You could sort of just figure it out. So Gemara says, no, that's not good enough. Why? Perhaps after he dies, there's a mitzvah to do yibam. When they're divorced, you're just allowed to marry her, but there's no mitzvah. Inami, or perhaps, or perhaps even if we were to learn it out from deducing from yibam, we wouldn't know that it's kares. We would just know that it's maybe not the mitzvah, but how we know that it's kares. So basically, how do we know that you're not allowed to do yibam when the brother's divorced? Is divorced but still alive. The, the sister in law is called Anida. Just like Anida, at some point it'll become Mutter when time passes, but before that time it's always Usr. So too it is with your sister in law. At some point she's Mutter, meaning when the husband dies, but before that time when the husband's still alive, it's Usr. Meaning, so the source that you're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law when your brother's divorced but still alive is because she's called Anida and just like Anida you have to wait and it's only mutter when the time is over so to the sister-in-law is only mutter when the time is over i.e. when the husband is dead the only thing that's also extra is it says regarding an aunt the word hara what do we learn what do we use the word hara for your aunt the answer is kidibai minei Ravina Marava. It's learned out from the teaching that Ravina asked Rava. Ravina asked Rava, Hamara Bizakhar Mahu. How do I know that if someone does a homosexual act, they only do Harav, they only do the beginning of the Bia, how do I know that's also Chayiv? So Gemara says, Bizakhar, Mishkevishiksev. Well, because it says regarding homosexuality that it's treated like living with a woman, meaning that that it's the same halacha. So just like when you live with an erva, hara is chayiv, so too homosexuality hara is chayiv. So I don't need a pasuk for that. So the Gemara says, Ella, 
How do I know that if you do hara by bestiality, it's chayv? So he says, oh, so the source is like this. It says hara by your aunt. And we know it's not necessary because we learn out all arayis are chayv bahara from anida. Therefore, the word hara by your aunt is unnecessary. And therefore, it's being used to teach you that bestiality, that mishkeve behema is also hara. So the, the, the source that Yechayev for Haraba Behema is learned out from your aunt. So the Gemara says, Mechdi, Behema Chayev Mises Bezdini. My time exceeds Harad Nidog Abichayev Krisus. Lichtav Gab Mises Bezdin. Benel of Mises Bezdin Mises Bezdin. Gemara just wants to know, isn't it strange? The source that Haraba uh, Bestiality, which is Chayev Misa in Bezdin, is written regarding your aunt, which is Chayev Karis. Wouldn't they write it by Chayv Mises Bezdin? Like, why would they write a halacha for Chayv Mises Bezdin in the Pasuk regarding Chayv Ikaris? That's a little strange. So the Gemara answers, the reason why they did this is because the Pasuk regarding an ant, the entire Pasuk is extra. So because the entire Pasuk is extra, they put this halacha there too. Why is this entire Pasuk extra? So the Gemara says, my drasha, why is this Pasuk extra? Titania. The Pasuk says regarding your aunt, Your father's sister you shall not uncover. The halacha prohibits you marry you marrying your aunt, whether she's the father's paternal sister or maternal sister. Either way, it is chayv. You're telling me that it's aser for your aunt, whether she's the paternal aunt, paternal father's paternal sister, maternal sister. Perhaps it's only a problem if it's his paternal sister. Meaning, your father's sister is a problem whether it's paternal or maternal. Maybe it's only a problem if she's paternal, the paternal sister. Vidinu. So the Gemara is trying to figure it out. So this is kan Well, you're not allowed to marry your aunt. You're also not allowed to marry your sister. Now your sister is a problem whether she's your paternal sister or maternal sister. So it makes sense that your aunt is also a problem whether it's paternal or maternal. So the Gemara says no, or perhaps no. We find regarding your father's brother's wife, it's also your aunt, but your aunt through marriage, the halacha is that your father's brother's wife is only aser doraisa if it's your father's paternal brother's wife. But if it's your father's maternal brother's wife, it's not chayv. So you see that it's all about paternal. So meaning, basically you have like this. Your sister, it's chayv, both paternal and maternal. Your father's brother's wife is only paternal. So we're trying to figure out your aunt, which is your father's sister. Is it true only if it's your father's maternal sister or paternal? I mean, basically, do we compare your aunt to your sister? Or do we compare your aunt to your father's brother's wife? So, do we compare your aunt to your sister because they're both, you know, um, blood? Or do you compare aunt to aunt, one's blood, one's not blood? That, that's the question. Do we compare your aunt to your sister because they're both through blood? And you don't compare it to your brother's father's wife, your father's brother's wife, which is also your aunt, but it's through marriage. Or perhaps, no, you should compare aunt to aunt as opposed to aunt to sister because at least they're both aunts. So the Gemara says, So basically, how do I know that your aunt is a problem, both paternal and maternal? Your father's paternal sister and maternal sister. The answer is, it says, Ervas achos avicha 
That's the extra pasuk. The pasuk teaches you that it's a problem both maternal and paternal. So it says paternal, maternal aunt, the father's sister and mother's sister. And why do you have to say it for both the father's sister and the mother's sister? The reason why you need both is because if it said the halacha is your father's sister, that it's high for both paternal and maternal, I would say, yeah, your father's sister. Because the father is what you go for when it comes to yichus. You go through the father. But when it comes to your mother's sister, perhaps we're not as particular. Uh, perhaps it's only a problem if it's paternal. Meaning, maybe you can't learn out from the mother from the father because the father is where you go through yichus. On the contrary, if it only said the halacha regarding your mother's sister, that it's both paternal and maternal, I would say, Shekin Vados. I'd say, yeah, you can't p- compare your father to your mother because your mother is vada. Yevada, your mother's child, but your father, uh, it's a chazaka, you don't really know who your father is. Meaning the relationship, basically, we have an extra pasuk for both your father's sister and your mother's sister, to tell you that it's paternal and maternal, so why do you need both? Because each one has a uniqueness. Your father has a uniqueness, that, that's what go through yichus. Your mother has a uniqueness because you're closer, because you're, you came from your mother's womb. There's a certain uh, closeness that a child has to the mother that you don't have by the father. Okay, one uh, two two last sugyas. Very quick, and then one's a little more tricky. The Brisa said before that when it comes to your father's brother's wife, so your aunt through marriage, it's only a problem, minatora, if it's your father's paternal brother, but not your father's maternal brother. How do I know this? How do I know this? It says the word father's brother in two places. It says regarding living with your father's brother's wife, it says the word dodo. And it says regarding redeeming a Jew who has been sold as a slave to a non-Jew, that his father's brother should redeem him. Just like when it comes to redemption, it's your father's paternal brother. So to over here, it has to be your father's paternal brother. How do I know that regarding redemption, it's paternal only? Because the Pasuk says, he shall be redeemed by his family. We know when it comes to Yichos, the only one that's called the Mishpach is your father's family. Therefore, when it says regarding redemption, it's talking about paternal. So you see, Dodo means paternal. So to over here, Dodo means paternal. Okay. Now, this last sugya is going to be dealing with your wife's sister. And basically, what we're going to see is that your wife's sister is a problem, whether it's paternal or maternal. Now, the Mishnah says like this. I'm actually, I have an art scroll here to show you. If you see, art scroll has a, has a, a, a chart. The chart basically has, you have a mother who who's married to a father, um, the mother and father have one daughter. Yeah, basically like this. You have five women. We'll call it A, B, C, D, and E. That's the way our school describes it. A and B are paternal sisters. They have the same father. B and C are maternal sisters. They have the same mother. C and D are paternal sisters. And D and E are maternal sisters. And you see it's just, you have paternal, paternal, maternal, maternal, paternal, maternal. A and B are Yeah, A and B are paternal sisters. B and C are maternal. C and D are paternal. And D and E are maternal. Okay. So the halach, so what happens is like this. You, um, a man is married to a woman. Again, you're allowed to marry your wife's sister after your wife dies. So he's married to A. They tell him, oh, hey, um, your wife 
A passed away. So he marries B. He marries his wife's paternal sister. Then they tell him, oh, hey, B, your second wife also died. He's like, okay. So he married C, his second wife's maternal sister. So he's married two paternal sisters and now two maternal sisters. But again, each one had died. Then they tell him C died. So he says, okay. So he marries D, paternal sister. They tell him, oh, D died. So he marries E. So basically he married all five of these sisters. Then he finds out they were all alive. I don't know what happened. They were all alive. So I'm like, So he finds out that they're all alive. So here's the problem. He's not allowed to be married to sisters. So here's the issue. He can't be married to A and B because they're paternal sisters. He can't be married to B and C because they're maternal sisters. And paternal and maternal are an issue. So you know what he does? He marries each third. He's allowed to stay married with A and C and E, because A and C and E are completely unrelated. A and B are paternal, so he can't be to A and B. B and C are maternal, so he can't be B and C, so he does A and C. Same thing with D and E, so he's A, C, and E. You see from this is that both paternal and maternal sisters are an issue. The reason why he's allowed to stay married with A, C, and E is because they're completely unrelated. Oh, he's allowed to stay married to A, C, and E. But B and D, their marriage are void. And A, C, and E, those marriages are 100% valid marriages. And if he were to do Yibam to one or the other, it would pot to the Tzara. But he's not allowed to stay married to, uh, to, to B and D because those are maternal or paternal sisters and both are a problem. And it's not considered a marriage at all. And if you were to die childless and someone were to live with them, that's not even because they were never married. But let's say he finds out that instead of finding out they're all alive, he finds out just A was dead, but B, C, D, and E are alive. So then he can't stay married. So he's allowed to be, instead of with A, C, and D, A, C, and E, he's allowed to stay with B and D and not C and E. Because again, A is dead. So they cut that one out. So he goes with B and D and not C and E. We'll stop here. What you see from this Gemara is that maternal sisters are a problem, both put, your, your wife's sister is a problem, both maternal or paternal.